Hi, we're Visible, the wireless company with nothing to hide. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not into you. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills. And happy to be with you for another episode of the podcast. You know, as as we go through with so much of it, it is off-season mode um, for the Bills. We know we've got the uh, AFC and NFC championship games this weekend. You know, but for myself, I, I try to focus solely on the Bills when it comes to this podcast. Uh, I, I know it could be easy to, to talk a little bit more about those games or not. And maybe if I was feeling a little differently this season, maybe I would. Uh, But it is interesting this year, and I wonder if other Bills fans feel the same way. You know, this year the Bills played such, let's call it meaningful football, right? You looked at the fast start that the team had going 3-0. There had pretty much been playoff aspirations for the Bills from the jump this season. And I think as we looked at it, it was was more of an expectation, right? After the, the good start, the way that the team was playing, that this was something that was really going to happen. Then, of course, they make it to the wild card weekend, the heartbreaking loss to the Houston Texans. And and right now I find myself in a situation where the other playoff games that are taking place, it's all fine and good. But I'm not necessarily like investing too much time or attention or energy into those games. It's almost like I have them on in the background. I'm curious to see what takes place, you know, maybe in years past, right, where I would let's say you'd have enough meaningless Bills football taking place throughout the regular season that when the playoffs would show up, you'd feel in a position of just like, hey, I really want to see what happens. You're a little bit more invested into the games for some reason. This year, I feel like I might still have a little bit of a hangover from that Texans loss. And and again, whatever sort of happens with these playoff games, I'm just like, a little bit whatever with it. Almost ambivalent, you could say. Uh, I wonder if others feel the same way, right? It is at this time, uh, like I said, I'll have the games on in the background. I'll kind of be paying attention, but I don't have any vested interest if the Packers or the 49ers, the Titans or the Chiefs or whatever takes place with it, right? It's 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 just kind of got a different feel to it, for me at least, when it comes to the playoffs this year. And I'm curious if others feel the same. But, but with that, I'm not going to get too much into that today on the podcast. You know, the first topic I did want to talk to you all with is uh, is around Brian Dable. And it was interesting because earlier this week, the report came from SNY that uh, the New York Giants and, you know, they had reached out to the Buffalo Bills to see if they could interview, uh, if they could interview Dable to become their offensive coordinator. They've got a new head coach and uh, Joe Judge, you know, Judge uh, worked with Dable with uh, Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots in the past. And uh, he's the new head coach of the Giants now, has a young quarterback in Daniel Jones, right? I mean, kind of. He was the 2019 version of Josh Allen, I guess you could say. Flashed some good things. Many thought he was taken much earlier than he should have been. Very raw, you know, good off the field, doesn't says all the right things. It, it was, you know, you could make some of those correlations, I guess, if you want to. And the fact that these two had spent, I think it was four seasons together in New England, you know, then Judge becomes a, a head coach for the first time. And he reaches out to see if Dable can be the offensive coordinator. Now, obviously, for the Bills, they're they're happy with Brian Dable and the work that he has done. 
and they denied that request. Uh, it's a lateral move, so it's understandable that the team would and could do that. Um, you know, you've seen that many times in the past. And, uh, you know, I think as you look at it, for me, it's interesting, right? Because Dable continues to be a hot button topic. You'd see from many fans in the comment section here at buffalorumblings.com, whenever there would be posts around Dable for the head coaching position with the Cleveland Browns, that many folks were just like, oh, let him go, this, that, blah, blah, blah. I, I've never seen a fan base flip so much on an offensive coordinator within a three-hour football game as they did following the first drive for the Buffalo Bills in the first half against the Texans to what became the fourth quarter and overtime for the team. And and with it, it brings me back to a point, right? I think when you talk about Dable, where I come with it, I'm, I'm extremely happy that he is going to be back with the Bills. Are there some things that I thought he could have done better during the 2019 season? Of course there are, right? I think you could say that about every single coach. You could say it about every single player. I don't know where this um, perception comes from that there is going to be perfection from the coaches, from the players on this team. There's going to be mistakes. There's going to be personnel groupings that have you scratching your head. There's going to be times where you think the team should have been more aggressive or less aggressive or whatever that may be, and and that happens. It does not mean that you go and scrap your staff and fire your offensive coordinator and bring in someone new. And for me, especially throughout the season, right, you would look at certain things. Brian Dable leaving to become a head coach somewhere else was not something I wanted to see happen. And I did not want to see that happen because one, we've seen this as a Buffalo Bills offense that has made improvement from 2018 to 2019. Now, again, right, you went from being the worst offense in football to probably the 23rd ranked offense in football. Okay, R- regardless, right, it's not saying, oh, you're not a top 10, you're not a this, you're not a that. That's progress, and that's real progress. And it's progress with a rookie running back, a rookie tight end, uh, a brand-new offensive line, a second-year quarterback that we knew was going to take some time to develop, and uh, pretty much a brand-new wide receiver core. And we saw progress. We saw some success. Would we like to see more progress? Absolutely. Would we like to see more success? Of course we would. And you know how you can see those things take place? By having some continuity with your offensive coordinator, your offensive staff, your young quarterback does not have to learn everything new from a new language to signals to play calling to just a new style to have that continuity to go through. I am extremely happy that Brian Dable is back as offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. And I also look at it too, right? It was not long ago where no one had interest in, in Buffalo Bills coordinators, right? To think that your offensive coordinator, one, you had to deny a team a request to interview him as an offensive coordinator, and he had gone through the interview process to be a head coach with another team. You know, as you look at some of those things, it is nice to have coordinators um, that are thought of in that type of a light, right? Not that the... Uh, like not to bang on Rick Dennison, right? But someone like that, that it's almost, hey, this is your fifth choice as offensive coordinator. And good God, there's a reason why he was. And, you know, as you do look at it, 
it's not the same old bills when it comes to that coaching staff, right? You look at your coordinators, you look at what you have there. So I, for one, I can understand, again, the the sting of the loss to the Houston Texans. You want to blame someone um, in many situations. You don't want to blame your young quarterback who really self-destructed in some ways in the second half at certain times. So it's, you know, you want to you want to just solely focus on the offensive coordinator. And I'm not saying he shouldn't shoulder any of the blame, but it's also along those same lines that you are not um, – it doesn't mean that you fire the guy and completely start new with your with your offense because I do not think that is anything that would help this team. I don't think it would help Josh Allen, and I don't think it would help the Buffalo Bills. So you can put me in the category of very happy that Brian Dable uh, is getting an opportunity to to be thought of in this type of light, but even more happy that he is back with the Buffalo Bills for the 2020 season because I'm just excited to see what can happen, right? I, I, you look back even to the training camp, right, and an offseason, you had injuries to guys like Cole Beasley and John Brown that they were missing snaps. You had injury to to Mitch Morris where your offensive line, your starting five that went throughout the season was not really your starting five and working together during training camp. Uh, we talk about there's, you know, there's going to be free agent signings. There's going to be draft picks like this. This is an exciting offseason to be a Bills fan and to see what can happen around this offense. And the biggest piece that started with that is Brian Dable back as the offensive coordinator. I'm so happy to see that. And uh, again, as we talk more about free agency in the future, as we talk more about the draft, a lot of conversation will be around the offense. And I'm excited to see what that can be. I'm going to take a quick break real quick right here. And as we come back, I want to talk to you about Jordan Phillips and everything that's sort of taken place with him this week. It's been definitely an interesting one uh, for BuffaloRumblings.com. And uh, hang tight. We'll be right back with Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right. $25 a month? Every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just Visible. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. All right, Anthony Marino here with you once again, breaking Buffalo rumblings, talking everything Buffalo Bills. And, you know, before the break, we talked a bit about Brian Dable, one of the hot button topics this offseason. After the break, now we're talking about Jordan Phillips. And you all know and love Jordan, right? The uh, talented defensive tackle for the Bills. He was uh, plucked off of waivers during the 2018 season from the Dolphins. And and obviously, we remember what he did in 2019, nine and a half sacks, tackles for loss. I mean, just being an emotional player uh, along the Buffalo Bills defensive line, making some great plays and and, and being a, a key piece of the Buffalo Bills defense that had success during 2019. And and now, right, you, you look at things and earlier in the week, it was, let's call it Jordan Phillips Day, right? So a, a lot of times throughout the offseason at the site, we will focus on a player that is a free agent for the team, and there will be a lot of different pieces that tie into him. There's all 22 analysis. There's opinion pieces on whether or not the player should be signed. Um, looking back and, and thinking to yourself, okay, based on who he is, what are some of the options if we did have to replace him? What could a contract look like? 
And earlier this week, it came to Jordan Phillips. Uh, and it's interesting because Phillips um, apparently reads buffalorumblings.com, which is great to see. I think we try to do, you know, as, as good a job as we can here on the the site. And we know that there's players, current and former, that uh, that do follow us on social media and see some of what we do. And and obviously, Phillips saw specifically uh, an article that was written by Bruce Nolan. And you all know Bruce from the Nick and Nolan show. Those guys do a great job. And he had a piece, and the title was Why I Wouldn't Resign Jordan Phillips. And, you know, as you go through with a lot of this, very sound reasoning that came that came from Bruce in the article. You know, you you talk about what the contract would would need to be. You talk about the rotation with that Oliver. You know, you've got a player that you invested a first round selection in and you know you'd like to see more snaps from Oliver he progressed throughout the season you've made that investment in him again very sound reasoning that goes that goes through with this and, and you know the big piece that does come with it is just like when you talk about the finances of what it will likely cost to sign Jordan Phillips, at least for what he is is looking for, right? And and I think you go back, you know, earlier in the site, Matt Warren had a, a price of probably a three year contract around twenty one million dollars, uh, seven million average per season, eight million dollars in guarantees, you know, a similar type of contract, almost think to what you gave, like a John Brown, a Tyler Croft, a Cole Beasley, Cole Beasley, where you've got all of that money that guaranteed money basically equals the first year of the contract that then you can get out of it with little penalty. So Bruce has this article. I think he does a nice job with it. You, you know, you put it all together and uh, you had Jordan Phillips respond on, on Twitter that he, uh, that he thought the article was trash. Um, top three DT easy. And, you know, when you, you look at that, and in the article, Bruce did have the, uh, you know, the salaries of the, you know, top paid defensive tackles. I mean, your, your top three defensive tackles make $17 million a year or more. Even if you go down, let's see, to number 10 on the list, that takes you around Akeem Hicks, Damon Harrison, which is somewhere around 11 to $12 million per year. That was a number we talked about earlier in the season with Phillips as an average per year in an earlier podcast of what it might take to sign him. And I think it is going to be interesting because I don't know what the market is going to be for someone like Phillips. The nine and a half sacks, the tackles for loss, fantastic. The analysts out there said, you know, there certainly could have been some room for improvement when it came to defending the run. Completely understand that too. My piece is, is it, you know, as you look at someone like this, right, and you think of the investment the team has already made in Starla Tulele, the investment that the team has made, the number nine overall pick in last year's draft to get Ed Oliver, are they going to invest another ten plus million dollars for a defensive tackle? Um, not to sound bad, but that's a rotational player, and that's what they had for the most part last year. You know, a rotational play, and Phillips even noticed that, right? Like playing less snaps than his competitors, this and that. Still, the statistics, and I get that part. I truly do. And I think it's going to be interesting because um, I don't know what kind of market is out there for a for a defensive tackle like Phillips. You know, free agency some years it surprises me, and you just don't know what type of contracts will be out there for some of these guys. You might expect something big or someone well below that, and then all of a sudden, you know, here comes this monster deal that comes along the way. 
I think Phillips is likely going to be a player that is going to, you know, be given the opportunity to test free agency. I think if you were talking something along the deals that Matt Warren projected, three years, $21 million, I could see the Bills bringing him back on a contract like that. But based on the comments that have been made by Phillips on social media, uh, I think he sees himself in a higher light than that. Again, probably, you know, being one of the the top 10 to 15 paid defensive tackles in football. And that brings you into that $10 million per year range. And I think with what the Bills do have invested along the defensive line and the additions that they probably need to make when you think about um, defensive end and some other positions throughout throughout the team, replacing someone like a Lorenzo Alexander, some of the investments you need to make on the offensive side of the ball. I just don't see them making that type of uh, investment, a defensive tackle. And it's unfortunate because I really like Jordan Phillips. I think he was, uh, again, such a key piece to the Bills' defense in many ways, making big plays during the 2019 season. But as you look at it, and and he has earned the opportunity to test the free agent waters. And for many of these guys, you know, you say this all the time, to get paid. And if he's got an opportunity where, you know, he's not looking to give a hometown discount, he's, you know, done with doing proven type of deals and, you know, he wants to cash in where he can, he absolutely should. You know, these guys, they have a limited window of, uh, of when they can earn, right? Their earning potential as NFL players. You don't see guys playing to their 40 years old. So when you get the opportunity to hit free agency and to get the type of contract necessary to set yourself up for life, your family, whatever it may be, you should probably do that. And as I look at it, for someone like Phillips, he's probably going to be playing somewhere other than Buffalo next year. And it's unfortunate because I'd love to see him back with the Bills, but I think that comes to the finances, and I think he you know, should get the opportunity to get that contract uh, that he likely deserves after the 2019 season. And it's always one of those things, too. You hear things, well, this player, after he got paid, this and that, contract year. The... Listen, every player is different, right? There are guys that they get that motivation after their contract year, and then they are looking to play up to the contract that they signed. You know, do you? It's more of a question, I guess you could say, does this guy love to play football? And, and that's the type of thing we've heard Brandon Bean say before, uh, you know, when you make that type of investment, I, I, I think that's part of the equation where it's not like, oh, if we pay this guy, he's just going to start to slough off. I, I, that, that's, that's not what you're talking about here, right? It's just a matter of the finances that come in. And I'll be curious to see what happens. It's going to continue to be a hot button conversation for all Bills fans uh, throughout the offseason, what they're going to do with Jordan Phillips. We'll talk about Shaq Lawson in a future podcast. But uh, it, it just it's going to be really interesting to see what happens here, because I say again, I, I'm curious what his expectations are from a contract standpoint, what the market will be like. Uh, again, you know, it only takes one team and in most situations. It takes two, though. You want to get that bidding war against each other a little bit. But we'll all be monitoring uh, things with Jordan Phillips. As I said, I'd love to see him back with the Bills, but I'm not expecting it right now based on the contract that he likely is looking to get. Uh, in free agency. So why don't we do this? We'll wrap up this week's episode right here of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. We'll be back with you next week talking more about the Bills. And uh, in the meantime, you know, make sure you go to wherever you get your podcasts, right? Whether it's Apple Podcasts, if you're going to one of the number of different places that you can you can download 
Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Do me a favor, leave a five-star review, leave some comments. We'll give you a shout-out on the podcast. You see it all the time. We've got some great reviews out there, some great fans of these shows. And while you're there, make sure you hit that subscribe button, not only so you get every episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings, but Circling the Wagons, Believe, Buffalo Rumblings Q&A, The Nick and Nolan Show, Blitz Bills, and of course, the Mafia Maven. So always appreciate you guys tuning in, chatting everything Buffalo Bills. We're starting to ramp up now, right? You're getting closer to the combine, getting closer to uh, the senior bowls, coming up literally right around the corner. So there'll start to be more talk about prospects, more talk about specific free agents the team can look at, and we've got everything covered for you here at buffalorumblings.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and as always, go Bills. Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right. $25 a month? Every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just Visible. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com.